Blog Talk Radio.
Mr. Richard Smallwood this morning, and Jesus, you're the center of my joy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He must be the beginning, <laughs> the middle, and the ending of everything about us. We're his people. He loves us. He loves us, and we must love him back today. But many times we want to treat him like we treat people. We want to use him. And uh, we come to him when we want something. The rest of the time we're doing whatever it is we think we wanted to. And then when we get to the point where we can't do something, then we want to call on him. But he must be the true center of our joy. Yes. He must be our all in all, our everything. Yeah. The God of our lives. Because of this, if he's the God of your life, nothing will slip up on you. Warning will come before any destruction. And so we thank him this morning that he's that kind of God, that he loves his people. Yeah, love us beyond our wildest imagination. And some of us, I'm sure, have had some wild imagination. Ah, uh, yeah, but God loves us and we have no real clue as to just how much he loves us. Hallelujah. His love is much different than the love of man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And uh, we thank him that he goes beyond just for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. So we give him glory. We give him the honor. And we give him all the praise. Listen, we're going to one uh more requests this morning and uh, when we come back uh, from this request we're coming back uh, with prayer hallelujah hallelujah and then we're moving on
been for you, we would not be here. We opened our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength in our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God, life eternal life God we pray oh God today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you Lord bind the hand of the devil God rebuke the hand of the enemy Lord God let your anointing that resonates in this place even now God let there be an outpouring on your people we need you God to take us to another level in you Lord God we're faced with demonic forces God Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord, but we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's, God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord, where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we 
we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us uh, than he that is within this world, God. Uh, we know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, uh, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, and you're no short of your promise, Lord. Uh, and you're able to deliver us, Lord. Uh, touch us on today, Lord. Uh, we need you like never before. Uh, fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, uh, and give us a refilling, Lord, uh, that when we leave here today, Lord, uh, we can leave with your anointing, Lord, uh, that as we meet men and women, boys and girls, uh, they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Uh, we thank you because you are a healer. Uh, you're the God that healeth thee, uh, and healing is in your wings, uh, and you're able to touch our feeble bodies. Uh, you're able to save our troubled souls, uh, and in the name of Jesus, uh, bind every demon, Lord, uh, every demonic force, Lord, uh, God, that comes to keep us uh, in the same place, Lord. Uh, we're willing, God, to surrender uh, and say yes to your will, Lord. Uh, we're willing to turn our lives, God, uh, over into your hands, Lord, uh, because we come to the place, God, uh, where we realize like never before, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, more than anything we know, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, while men are trying to find, God, uh, solutions to this chaotic world, God, uh, we're looking to you, Lord, uh, because we know for every right desire, uh, there is an answer. Uh, and Jesus, you're that answer. Uh, there's no need for us, God, uh, to turn hither or thither, Lord. Uh, we need but to look for you, Lord, uh, because you're the answer, God, uh, for our troubled lives, Lord. Uh, touch on the day, God. Uh, break every yoke, oh God. Uh, save on the day, God. Uh, deliver on the day, God. Uh, Jesus, we need you, Lord. Uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, we're crying out to you, Lord. Uh, we know that you're able uh, to save our souls. Uh, we know that you're able, God, uh, to heal our bodies, Jesus. Uh, we know that you're able, God, uh, to turn our situations around. Uh, Jesus, uh, no other help we know. Uh, no other help we know. Uh, no other help we know, God. Uh, you're able, Jesus, uh, to deliver our children. Uh, you're able, Jesus, uh, to save the unsaved husband. Uh, you're able, Jesus, uh, to heal the cancer patient. Uh, nothing too hard uh, for you, Jesus. Uh, no other God we know. Uh, we know that you're able, Jesus. Uh, we know that you're able, Jesus. Uh, we say yes to your will, God. Uh, yes to your way, Lord. Uh, have your way, Jesus. Uh, and we'll thank you for it. Uh, and we'll give your name the praise. Uh, and we'll bless you, Lord. Uh, yes, we thank you, Lord. Uh, and we bless your holy name. Uh, come on, open your mouth uh, and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. We thank God for Jesus this morning. Thank him for prayer. Thank him that we can praise him anywhere. You don't have to lift your hand. You don't have to move your lips. We can be anywhere and lift up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We can talk to him anywhere. Don't have to move our lips, yet we can pray. Man ought to always pray and not faint. I'm excited right there that I can talk to him. I'm driving down the street and I'm talking to the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm doing dishes. I'm getting things done. I'm out and about. And yet I can talk to the Lord. That is a beautiful blessing. And we thank him today. We thank him. We can't thank him enough for all he has done for us. 
great, I tell you, and mighty things God has done for us. Yeah, he's no respect of person. And he has done great and mighty things for me. And I know he for you. And so we're thankful unto him this morning. Listen, today we're in the book of Joshua. Chapter, we're starting off with chapter 9. And uh, we will see how far uh, we get today in that book of Joshua. Uh, went to the prison yesterday and had a wonderful time and uh, ate good. Shouldn't have ate. Shouldn't have ate there, but I couldn't help myself. I had to have some food. I left too early and uh, because I wanted to pick up someone. But anyway, um, had a wonderful time, came home, got rest, got some things done, and uh, was just blessed. We did really well with the dinners. So this this today I'm supposed to go out and put flyers out, but not this coming weekend, but the following weekend, because this weekend I'll be busy, and so I won't be able to uh, help get the dinners out or help cook. So next uh, Saturday, and uh, we'll get them out. I wanted to do it Saturday and Sunday. But Sunday, I will be most likely in church, and Saturday, I'll be at the prison. So we, I'm kind of switching things around back and forth to make sure uh, I can get everything done that I need to get done and uh, make sure I get to the prison and uh, make sure I do some things in other places. Matter of fact, I'm invited to attend a yard sale to be uh, a vendor at a yard sale this weekend. So I'm putting things together and packing up things to take uh, for the yard sale. And so um, I have to go back to the prison this Sunday. I Cassini, uh, Orlando, this Saturday, Sunday, I'll be uh, down in Lake City area, Rayford area. And then um, when I leave there, I'll come straight home. Get me some rest. Get refreshed for Monday morning. Hallelujah. To do Jesus in the morning. It's, it's not uh, too, too much, but it is enough. I can truly say that it is enough because um, I want to make sure I get things done that's pleasing and acceptable unto Almighty God. Oh, you know, I had a, a well, I was tired last night. I had a man to call me and uh, he needed some help. But like I said, we are doing uh, our fundraising, even the money from the yard sale. That's going to Jesus in the morning. I'm calling it social services agents. Because we are doing it for the people here. And, you know, people see some things, they hear some things, and uh, they feel like they can come and get whatever. But, no, if you're not one of those faithful few that has been attending, then I, I'm not able to help you because I need a, a commitment that is for here. And so I can't put it anywhere else. I know that sounds a bit harsh to some people, but 
this is what I've committed to and this is what I want to finish up and carry out. So I'm thankful unto the Lord that we can get this done in this way. Yeah. Because we never know. We never know who's going to need what. So we thankful. We thankful this morning. And uh, we're moving right along today in Jesus' name. July the 31st, 2023, this is it for July, the last day, seven months and 31 days uh, into this new year, and we're moving right along in August, eight months already, and I tell you, that time goes fast. want to say this for Sunday Fellowship, this month, again, we're going back to Atlantic Beach, and um, hopefully... Uh, everything will work. I'm inviting more people, new people, and everything, and it would just be beautiful. But the bishop gave me an idea. So we'll have, like, maybe four preachers come in, or three. Three come in. Each one of those preachers have 15 minutes, and um, they will have their own individual topic that God has given them, and they will share the word with us. We'll have praise and worship. You know, uh, soloists, a couple of groups maybe, and then each one of those preachers, altar call, benediction, and we are home. Hallelujah. Don't take God all day. But we're thankful that we can do this every fourth Sunday in the month, come together with different churches, different people. Yeah, to show love, uh-huh, and to lift up the name of Jesus. So I want to share this. And I want to say thank you so much to each and every one that bought a dinner to give away. God bless you. I was meeting people all in the Popeye's parking lot. <laughs> Had his bags of food. And I know the people behind me was like, well, what is in them bags? What did they, where they bought that from? But nobody asked me, so I said nothing. Because we, we had to have it, the, type, the total done by Thursday. So Friday, we could shop and cook, you know, Saturday and early Sunday morning. So we, we 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 couldn't, you know, just tell people, yeah, we're selling dinner. But I could tell them, weekend after next, you can get with us and we'll be more than happy uh, to meet you right here and bring you a dinner. Yeah, that is a wonderful, wonderful thing we did. And uh, I am so grateful unto the Lord. For the idea. So it won't be um, the weekend of the 5th and the 6th, but it will be the weekend of the the 12th and the 13th. Yeah, we'll do it the 12th and the 13th. Let me write that down right now. I haven't even looked yet. The 12th and the 13th. Hallelujah. So I'm grateful unto Almighty God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, we're moving right along because I always wanted money. So when people come or they mention something, I would be able to bless them. We didn't, never was able to finish up with, you know, to give Sister Rita. We gave her something, but we didn't give her the food. And so I always want to be able to deliver as much as possible to help somebody along the way. Yeah. I've been in dire straits before, and somebody helped me out. And so I want to uh, be a blessing to others. Hallelujah. So, look, we're going in with this one right here. 
And right after this one, we are going to the book of Joshua. Yeah. And uh, they're about to go to war. And, well, they went to war. They went to war. God told them what to do. Told Joshua to sneak in there, you know, and told them what to do. And they won the battle. And then he told them, this particular group of people, y'all can bring the spoil out. The other one, no, he didn't allow them to bring the spoils out. But on this one here, they're able to bring all the stuff that these people had that was good and uh, bring it back uh, for themselves. God is faithful, and so we're thankful unto him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, look, I'm going to this one request, and I thank God for the song bought again. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. So let's go to this one, and right after this one, we're going right in with Joshua chapter 9. Because he lives, I live. Because he gave, I give. Because he bore my shame and took my place, he took my place. I can never be the same. Now when he looks at me, he sees Calvary. Across the blood, the nail pierced hand, his nail pierced hand. Because of him, I have a new name. New name, new name, new name. Satan got no hold on me. New name, new name, new name. I'm in him and he's in me.
on this side of Jordan, in the hills and in the valleys and in all the coasts of the great sea over against Lebanon, the Hittites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Pezzites, the Hivites and the Jebusites heard thereof, that they gathered themselves together to fight with Joshua and with Israel with one accord. Now, isn't this something? Look at all of this. One, uh, two, three, four, five, six different sets of people coming together to fight Israel. They plotted together uh, to come on and, and do whatever it is they want to do with Israel to get rid of them, to destroy them. But God gave them the land, remember? Now, they done won two battles already. Jericho was the first one. Now, if they start here, this will be the third. But look at this. And when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard that Joshua had done, what Joshua had done unto Jericho, and I, or Ai, remember that? He just won a battle. They did work with it and went and made as if they had been ambassadors and took old sacks upon their asses and wine bottles, old and rent and bound up, and old shoes and clouded up upon their feet, clouded up upon their feet, and old garments upon them, and all the bread of their provision was dry and moldy. And they went to Joshua unto the camp at Gilgal, and said unto him and to the men of Israel, We be from a far country. Now therefore make ye a league with us. And the men of Israel said unto the Hivites, Preventive, ye dwell among us, and how shall we make a league with you? And they said unto Joshua, We are thy servants. And Joshua said unto them, Who are ye? And from whence come ye? So in other words, who are you and where did you come from? <laughs> and they said unto him, from a very far country, thy servants are come because of the name of the Lord thy God. And we have heard the fame of him and all that he did in Egypt and all that he did to the kings of the Amorites and were beyond Jordan to Shehan, Sihon, Sihon, please forgive me, Sihon, king of uh, Heshbon and to all king of Bashan which was at Ashtoreth wherefore our leaders and all the inhabitants of, of our country speak unto us saying take back to us with you for the journey and go to meet them and say unto them we are our servants therefore now make ye a league unto us This is our bread. We took hot for our provisions out of our houses on the day we came forth to go unto you. But now, behold, it is dry and it is moldy. And these bottles of wine which we filled were new, and behold, they be rent. And these, our garments and our shoes, are become old by reason of the very long journey. And the men took of their victuals 
and ask not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. They went in and took counsel. They went in to make an agreement with each other what to do, and they did not pray. They did not seek God. Verse 15 says, And Joshua made peace with them and made a league with them to let them live. And the princes of the congregation swear unto them. And it came to pass at the end of three days, after they had made a league with them, that they heard that they were their neighbors, and that they dwelt among them. And the children of Israel journeyed and came unto their cities on the third day. Now their cities were Gibeon and Shephira, and Beeroth, and Kajajarim, and the children of Israel smote them not, because the princes of the congregation had sworn unto them by the Lord God of Israel, and all the congregation murmured against the princes. But all the princes said unto all the congregation, We have sworn unto them by the Lord God of Israel, now therefore we may not touch them. This we will do to them. We will even let them live, lest wrath be upon us, because of the oath which we swear unto them. And the princes said unto them, Let them live, but let them be hewers of wood and drawers of water unto all the congregation, as the princes had promised them. And Joshua called for them, and he spake unto them, saying, Wherefore have ye beguiled us? saying, we are very far from you when you dwell among us. Why y'all lied to us and tricked us saying you live far away when you're just right here, our neighbors? Yeah, you live right here among us. Now, therefore, ye are cursed, and there shall none of you be freed from being bondmen and hewers of wood and drawers of water for the house of my God. Uh-oh. And they answered Joshua and said, Because it was certain, certainly told thy servant how that the Lord thy God commanded his servant Moses to give you all the land and to destroy all the inhabitants of the land from before you. Therefore, we were so afraid of our lives because of you and have done the same. So we were so, in other words, we were so afraid of you because we know God gave you the land, you know, as we heard through Moses, and we were so afraid that we came over there and lied with a big lie. Yeah. And now, verse 25, and now, behold, we are in thine hand, as it seemeth good and right unto thee to do it or to us. Do it. In other words, whatever you think is right in your sight to do to us, go ahead. And so and so did he unto them and delivered them out of the hand of the children of Israel, that they slew them not. And Joshua made them that day hewers of wood and drawers of water for the congregation and for the altar of the Lord, even until this day in the place which he should choose. Hallelujah. God is faithful unto us. Boy, they didn't pray. They didn't pray. If they would have prayed, you know, God would have showed them, hey, 
Y'all making a big mistake. Do not trust these people. Yeah, they 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 lied, but they said they was afraid. Yeah, I would be afraid of God too. Uh huh. I'd be afraid of God's people. You know how He blessed them, and oh yeah, I would be afraid too. Certainly would. Listen, I need to download chapter nine because I want to have the names uh, pronounced correctly. And I was busy this weekend, so I didn't get a chance to pronounce, I mean, to uh, download uh, many uh, uh, chapters of Joshua. So if you bear with me, I'm going to do that. We have plenty of time. So I'm going to do that and uh, get that open for us. And while we wait on that to open up, we will um, I tell you what, let's go to this. Let's go to this. This should be good right here. And what I'll do is I will do download all the books of Joshua, so we don't have it to worry about, and go from there. Let's take a listen at this one. Oh, and uh, next month, which starts tomorrow is next month. Next month, hopefully, I want to say the 10th, we might start earlier. We want to start doing our 13th year anniversary do it one day one day this year and not the whole week and so we're thankful unto almighty God alright let's take a listen at, at this one Bishop G.E. Patterson learn your place and stay in it let's take a listen to that one. and we'll come back to Joshua uh, tomorrow I want you, if you would, God bless your choir. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Numbers. The second chapter. I want to speak with you. Uh, hopefully, I will be brief, but not too brief, because it's yet early. And the message is not really one of those kind of messages that I just enjoy preaching, but uh, there comes a time when uh, the Lord, through the power of the Holy Ghost, uh, he prescribes that which might be medicine. But sometimes when you're sick, you got to have some medicine to get the poison out of your system. <laughs> and if, if it appears to be medicine, just recognize that whatever it is, uh, it is what I truly believe that the Lord has ordered for us at this time. God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for all things in Christ. We thank you for the gathering of thy people in this place on this another Lord's day. 
we realize that even since last Sunday, many have gone into judgment, some prepared, but so many unprepared. But we praise you, God, that you gave us another opportunity to come to your house and to worship you in the beauty of holiness. Oh, God, we thank you. We're not here because our righteousness have exceeded anyone else's, but we're here simply because you have been merciful. Thank you for your mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your long-suffering in our direction. Glory to God. Lord, let your word go forth today. You promised in your word that my word is gone out from me and it will not return unto me void. But we know that it will accomplish the purpose whereunto it is sent. Touch us today, O God, and let us leave this place with a greater sense of understanding concerning your will for every one of us individually. We'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. The book of Numbers, chapter 2, if you would read with me verse 17. Come on and read it aloud with me. Then the tabernacle of the congregation shall set forward with the camp of the Levites in the midst of the camp. As they encamp, so shall they set forward every man in his place by that. All right, now listen, this is what I want you to get. Every man in his place. Every man in his place. Reach over and touch somebody and tell them, learn your place and stay in it. <laughs> Amen. Now, I firmly believe that in the body of Christ, which is the church, that every believer has a place. Don't pay any attention to the size of the congregation. Pay no attention to the swelled numbers on the membership roll. Whether the church is large, small, medium-sized, Every individual that the Lord adds to the church, he gives them a place. Now, I will admit that many people are somewhat bewildered, upset, discouraged, frustrated even, because they have not been able to find their place. But through effectual and fervent prayer and through a diligent search of God's Word and through your own individual sensitivity to the Spirit of the Lord, you can find your place. Uh, Jesus said something to the effect that my sheep 
know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. And one reason that so many of us have not been able to listen to the voice of the Spirit, we have not developed that sensitivity to the Spirit of God. And you have to be conditioned. You've got to be conditioned to develop the proper kind of sensitivity to the Spirit of God. One thing you find by reading uh, the Holy Bible is that the Lord does not compete for our attention. Now remember that. The Lord never competes for our attention. Uh, was it not the prophet Elijah that uh, wanted to hear from the Lord and uh, he went and stood in a certain place and he heard uh, the mighty sound of a rushing wind, tornadic form wind, force wind, shall I say. But God wasn't in the wind. God wasn't in the thunder. God was not in any of those uh, loud and tempestuous kinds of demonstrations. When the Lord finally spoke to him, he spoke to him in a still, small voice. I can remember as a youngster growing up in the church, I would hear often uh, either somebody sing it or quote the words or minister refer to it, there are days I'd like to be all alone with Christ the Lord. There is a certain relationship that you don't develop with God in uh, public prayer. Huh? While we all are standing around like you were a few moments ago for the altar prayer, and everybody is crying out to the Lord, there are things about yourself, things about your problem, that you won't tell God in that kind of a prayer. But when you get home, and not only home, but close your door, and make sure everybody else in the house is asleep, there's a different kind of communication that we have with God. And when you are seeking his will and his direction and wanting to know from him, Lord, where do I fit? You develop a kind of ongoing relationship with God that you can speak to him in the peace and quietude of your own spirit. And he's able to point out to you just exactly what he would have you to do. Now, this second chapter of Numbers, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time with it, but uh, it gives us the formation of Israel, not as they marched, nor as they were engaged in battle, but this was the formation God gave them to camp during your passive moments. When you're not marching, not going anywhere, you're not fighting, you're getting ready to go to sleep, you're getting ready to dwell. And the Lord gave them this formation. And when you read this entire second chapter of Numbers and read it carefully, you'll find out that what the Lord is saying to them is that the uh, tabernacle of the congregation, and the tabernacle of the congregation is also called uh, in some other translation the tent of meeting. In other words, it's the place where the people of God would come together. Now remember, it was Solomon that God used to fulfill his father David's dream of building for the Lord a house. Uh, say what you want to. Everybody, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not 
pinning flowers, and I'm not being braggadocious. But everybody is not chosen by God to build a house. You know, I've seen a lot of men go into building programs to try to build a church. I remember one time in Detroit when our family first moved there, looked like just about everybody who undertook to build a church, whether there or people I knew in other cities, they were having heart attacks and strokes and dying before opening day. And if by chance they got a chance to go to opening day, they didn't get a chance to enjoy the fruit of their labor. Because building a house for the Lord takes something out of you. You know, you've got to be conditioned by God and called by him to do certain things. Just to look around and see what somebody else did and say, if he did it, I can do it. You better know that God has called you to do that. You'll kill yourself trying to do something because somebody else did it. I was talking to some ministers the other day, and, and I feel quite sometimes embarrassed when preachers are saying things like Elder uh, Askew was saying a few minutes ago. And, and I'm not ignorant of the fact of what the Lord has blessed me to accomplish. But now I'm not foolish enough to think that what you see as the Bountiful Blessings Ministry and Temple of Deliverance, it's not Gilbert Patterson. And then the fact is that I'm not my own creation. See, there's a lot in my roots that prepared me for this day that I don't have nothing to do with. I didn't have a thing to do with, with my heritage, my spiritual heritage. But when you look at the background, God prepared me for this day. I didn't have nothing to do with it. It's just like Jeremiah in that first chapter when the Lord said, you know, uh, uh, before I called you forth out of your mother's womb, I ordained you a prophet to the nation. And when you are born for a divine purpose, you didn't make yourself what you are. You know, and, and I run up on a lot of preachers that figure, well, you know, well, if Gilbert Patterson did it, I can do it. Well, I'm going to tell you, I couldn't do it and no other man couldn't do it if God had not predetermined and predestined that this day would be. And I'd be a fool to stand up here with my chest out gloating, huh, because of something that God chose me to do before I was even born. Hello, y'all. You see, when God chooses you, and I don't want to keep going off on this, but this is why so many folk cannot find what God wants them to do. You are too busy looking at other folk. But to find where God wants you to fit, you got to stop looking at other folk and look within. Let me get back to this. God was telling Israel how he wanted them to set up their camp. All right? Later on, Solomon, as I forestated, would build a temple. But before the days of the temple, they had a tabernacle. They had tent. They had something that they could put up and take down. And the Lord, in the second chapter of Numbers, was giving them the instruction concerning when they wandered from one place to another and got ready to set up their camp, 
He said that the tent of meeting or the tabernacle of the congregation, whatever you want to call it, that would be in the center and that the Levites would encamp all the way around the tent. Now the tribe of Levi, remember, there are 12 tribes, but the tribe of Levi was the tribe that was chosen to do the service of the house of the Lord. It was the tribe for the priests. It was the tribe for those that would uh, be the musicians and those that would do whatever pertained to the service of the tabernacle. So the Lord said, now for this reason, the other 11 tribes were to tithe to the one tribe because the one tribe was the one that would do the work of the tabernacle. Now the Lord said, when you set up your tent, First of all, the Levites will encamp completely around it. And then he named all of the rest of the tribes and who was going to camp on what side and, and where they would camp. And this is what it's all about. And the Lord wanted them to know that I want you to camp there and I want you to have your banners displayed. Huh? And everybody was to remain in their place. God is a God of order. Hallelujah. Don't you fool yourself. I know Dr. Hinton and a few other ministers who have been here that are Pentecostal, are deliverance ministers. Uh, they comment on the fact, and even though it's not what I want it to be, but I've heard many of them comment on the fact that here at Temple of Deliverance, it's so unusual to find a Pentecostal holiness body among us, you know that have not only the spirit but order and and you notice that most of the time you find folk that believe in freedom of the spirit we think freedom of the spirit just means freedom period to walk and talk and right in the middle of any phase jump up and go see oh, i didn't know you was here and and right in the middle of the sermon hugging and kissing it's a time for hugging and kissing and it's a time to sit up and be quiet and listen God is a God of order. Hallelujah. Being saved doesn't mean that you, uh, you know, <laughs> it don't mean that you don't have any order. Being saved does not mean that, that you're just uh, so free and easy as though when you go to the house of the Lord, you're somewhere at a carnival. You know, in, in our bulletin, we've got that church conduct. Keep thy foot when thou goest into the house of the Lord. Be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they do evil. I know that people come to church, and sometimes, especially when the service run long, and, and uh, for one reason or another, you may have to make a trip out. Maybe an emergency trip, or you may make it to keep it from becoming an emergency. But you got a lot of folks that go to church, and church is just somewhere to parade. You know, I want to make sure that everybody see me and make sure that they know that I just got this hat, just got this suit, just got this, you know, and just parade. Touch somebody and tell them our God is a God of order. You have a place in God. That's what I want to get over to you today. No matter who you are, 
Don't think you got to be a preacher to have a place. Don't think you got to be a musician or a special soloist to have a place. Glory to God. You may sit halfway the building or you may sit in the balcony, but if you are saved and by the one spirit baptized into the one body, you have a place. Why don't you tell two or three people that you've got a place in God? You've got a place in God. You've got a place in God. You've got a place in the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but that makes me feel good. I've never been to a presidential inaugural ball. I don't have no place there. You all don't hear what I'm saying. A whole lot of things go on. I don't even check out. You know, the devil is so tricky. You know, he's got you all now, especially folk my color. Right now, the hot thing is uh, 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 the movie Color Purple. And Color Purple ain't about sanctification. It ain't, it ain't got nothing in it that's holy. Not from what I can hear about it. But because one of the known gospel singers wrote a number or two, and they got a holy background for their unholy action. Church folk are running to see color purple. I haven't been to see color purple. I don't have no place there. But I got a place in God. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying. <laughs> I know some of y'all can't say amen because you just left from down there, but... Hallelujah. <laughs> Whole lot of things go on I don't have no place in. But I can shout the victory today. I've got a place in God. And I'm glad I've advanced a little further than some folk. I know where my place is. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't get me wrong because somebody, I heard your mind clicking. Yeah, I know. You know, he, he's the apostle. His place is up top. But see, Jesus said this, that he that is greatest among you, let him be your minister, which is a servant. I was saying to a couple of the preachers the other day, uh, that uh, everybody within this congregation who lose relatives or sick or whatever, I said, I'm, I'm going to even now, especially since I'm going to have to be gone, uh, you know, one weekend out of a month to take care of the business of the church in Detroit. So the three weeks that I'm here, I'm going to serve harder than I ever have. You know, I'm not going to let nobody, if I can possibly make it, have to go through death and through all of the things folk go through without the aid of their pastor. Huh? Because I found out that, that when God gives you a certain place uh, of respect and honor, it's also a place of service. You know, and, and anybody who thinks that God put you somewhere for you to be Lord, he's the only Lord and master. The higher he lifts us, the greater opportunity he gives us to serve. Hallelujah. Anybody else in here know your place? Thank God I have a place and I know it. 
If you know that, reach over and tell somebody, thank God I have a place and I know my place. Turn in your Bibles now to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Glory, hallelujah. I feel a stirring in my spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Every member of the body of Christ has a place. And I keep repeating it, you. It doesn't matter who you are, you may not have a voice. You may not be able to carry a tune in a bucket. But you got a place. <laughs> you may not be an orator. You can't get up and preach or make speeches. But you have a place. Most of the trouble in the church comes from people either not knowing or refusing to stay in that place. Now you watch that. Whenever there's trouble brewing in the church, you can look and you're going to find somebody out of that place. Now in a church that is like ours, and you know churches have basically two forms of government. There is the uh, congregational form and there is the episcopal form. And the congregational form of government is that which is basically practiced, say, in the Baptist church and a few others, where every local church is its own autonomy. There is no power, no force outside of that church that says anything. They vote on everything. And uh, they vote in that pastor. They tell him what he can do and what he can't do. Some of them even tell him what he can preach. You know. And everything is congregationally controlled. But in that Episcopal form of government, it's like you have in the Catholic or the Episcopal Church where there is what is known as a hierarchy. And, and the power does not come from the bottom up, but it reaches from the top down. Huh? And the one in charge at the top, he presides over clergymen's. Hmm? So it means that even those pastors, evangelists, and different ones that are not on a lay part, they are obligated to obey the authority over them, just like the local member is obligated to obey the pastor over him or her. Now, if you remember when Jesus encountered that Roman centurion, and uh, the centurion uh, had a son sick, a servant, whichever it was, and uh, told Jesus about it, and Jesus said, well, I'll go home with you and heal him. And the man said, no, 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 uh-uh, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. And then he went on to explain how he revered Jesus. He said, you don't have to do nothing but send your word. See, I am a man under, he didn't say in, he said, I'm a man under authority. What that centurion meant is that there are a hundred Roman soldiers under me. But my power does not come from the fact that I am in authority over a hundred. 
But my authority comes from the fact that I'm in a chain of command, that there's somebody over me. And the hundred soldiers under me obey me because I'm under somebody. And those hundred soldiers can overpower me, but they won't bother me because they know that over me is another official. And over that official is Caesar in Rome. And if that hundred soldiers rebel against me, Caesar himself will bring the legions from Rome. And he'll make sure that every one of those 100 have to pay the price. He said, I understand how your kingdom works. It's a chain of command. (laughs) Hello, somebody. And and, and as a leader in the position God has placed me in, our whole system, that's why the branch church system hasn't worked. Because every time I take an elder and elevate him to a pastor, he feels that he has come on my level. And that he no longer has to listen to anybody. And what happens then? Chaos in the church. Simply because somebody got out of their place. Whenever there is trouble in the church, somebody is out of place. Now, choir, don't y'all get mad at me. And I praise God for those of you all that's holding on. But now sometimes I hear sounds coming out of the choir that I used to didn't hear. I hear folk that's supposed to be singing tenor crisscrossing between alto and going up and down and all over everything. And the whole choir loses its harmony because vocally somebody is out of place. Touch somebody and tell them he wasn't talking about you. I was talking about the one that's out of place. (laughs) There is always disharmony in the church when somebody gets out of place. You have 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Come on and read with me beginning with verse 12. Read. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. Read. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of... In other words, now, if the foot takes the position, I don't want to be a foot. And if you don't let me be a hand, I think I'm not in the body. That's not so. The body needs two feet. Hello? And, and, and I don't need you talking about, I just get tired of folk walking on me. If folk walking on you, you're a foot. <laughs> if you are a foot, learn how to be a good foot. 
because if the foot starts trying to be the hand, the hand has a certain amount of agility that the foot doesn't have. Now, I know I have seen people that maybe had their uh, arms amputated and they've had to, you know, learn how to use their feet as though it were a hand. But it doesn't matter how skillfully they use it. There are still the limitations of a foot. You just cannot take five toes and grasp something and hold it in the same manner as you can with a hand. Lord, look at how you all looking at me. We've got to learn, Lord, what have you made me in the body? And when you find out what God has made you, appreciate the fact that at least I am in the body. I'm going to tell you something about the hand. The hand may have the ability to reach and to grasp, but it needs a couple of feet to take it to where it can reach and grasp. Don't feel like that the hand is more honorable than you because you're a foot. The hand is limited if it doesn't have any feet to carry it where it can do its work. I'm going to move on from here. Don't nobody want to be a foot. Where were we? All right. Come on and let's read uh, verse 16. And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore? I mean, it don't mean that you are out of the body simply because you're not an eye. If you aren't here, you're still part of the body. I'm not going to stay with this much longer. Read verse 17. If the whole body were an eye, where... And you see, this is, this is the problem. Huh? The Lord puts the vision of the church where there is no vision people perish. Huh? Do you not know that our annex, our wing could already be built? Huh? Do you not know that that old railroad building down there could already be fixed up and functional? Do you not know that all of that vacant land out there, the part that we're going to develop for uh, recreational activities for the young and old could already be completed if it were not for the fact that there are people who are able to give, but they won't give because I don't see it. Do you not know last Sunday, and I know it was Easter Sunday, but when you fill up this church to the back of the balcony, all back in the picture window, and then fill up the basement, and people watching down there on the wall by closed circuit, and then put chairs all down the center aisle and yet have to turn away hundreds. We'd have had to turn, not turn away those folk last Sunday. 
if we had had the wing built. You know why we don't have the wing built? Some folk can't give because I don't see it. And usually what the leaders see, everybody eventually sees, but you just see it a little late. <laughs> Amen. So don't say because God didn't make you an eye. If the whole body were one big eye, it couldn't hear, it couldn't smell, it couldn't move, it couldn't protect itself. Everything in the church would be one eye, and all you could see, do is see. You'd even see an ice pick heading right straight into your center of the ball, and you wouldn't be able to stop it because everything is eye. Reach over and tell somebody, I don't know about you, but I'm glad I'm in the body. <laughs> Hallelujah. Whatever part I am, I'm glad that I'm in the body. I'm getting ready to quit. Praise God. Let's read just a little bit further, and then we're going to let this go. Uh, let's look at verse 18. Come on. But now has God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it has pleased. Now remember, our position in the body, we are not put there to please us. Wherever we are in the body, we are put in the place where God wants us to please him. Oh, I tell you, I have seen so many people destroy their spiritual life. Huh? Simply because wherever God put them, they got tired of the abuse. Hello? Good leader. Know how to sing. Spirit of the Lord anoints the song. But you see, they don't never want to call on me until all the other soloists are gone. Put me up in front of the little crowd. And on Sunday morning, they act like they don't see me. I'm just going to sit out in the audience. Honey, you don't move out of the place where God has placed you because of folk. Because God put you there so that he could get glory. And this is one thing we got to learn in the body of Christ, is if you are singing, if you are testifying, whatever you are doing, you are not doing it to men. You are doing it to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Whatever you do, whatever you say, if it's to the glory of God, ain't no harm done. Hallelujah. It don't matter whether the folks shout it or not. Glory to God. You know, as a young preacher, and that's one thing that we all learn later on, I grew up in an atmosphere where there was a lot of young fellows coming to, you know, uh, the forefront as preachers. They would give, if you were in my group or a few others, they'd give us, you know, the opportunity to preach national convention, state convention. And the one thing, when you get up, the purpose was to bring down the house. The worth of what you did was determined by how many folks shouted. 
But I found out one day that some messages, it's a disgrace for folk to shout on. Some message, if it really accomplishes the purpose for which God intended, it ain't going to be no shouting. It may be a lot of coming forth and weeping with tears of repentance. Hallelujah. And every time you get up to do whatever you're going to do, if your motivation is, you know, to turn the house out, to make folks shout, you're not doing it to the glory of God. You're trying to grandstand like, like the folk, you know, that book shows at the Coliseum and down at the auditorium. When you get up and, and perform in the body of Christ, what you are doing is not under men. You're doing it under God. And if everybody in church decides to sleep on you, if God looks down and says, well done, hallelujah, it's all right. And wherever you fit in the body, make sure that what you do, I'm doing it to the glory of God. He gave them a voice. It may be broken. They may not even let me in the choir. But if God can get a praise out of my broken voice, I'm going to open my mouth and sing till the glory of the Lord comes down. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's read a little bit further. I'm, I'm going to let this go. Hmm. But I feel my help now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory. Glory to God. Well, let's look at verse 21 and go on. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need. It don't matter how high up you are. He's reaching from top to bottom, from the head all the way down to the feet. It's a sad head who think he don't need any feet. <laughs> Hello? Reach over and tell somebody, it doesn't matter how low you are. You in the body. <laughs> Woo! I don't even walking around here talking about who you don't need and don't need this one and don't need that one. And that's one thing that the Lord really dealt with me on. If I remember correctly, it was October of 1980 when the, our church had a special general assembly meeting and enacted a provision in there that had to do with uh, the apostles' power not only to take members in, but under certain circumstances to expel them. And that thing has been in our Constitution from October of 80 up until right now. And under that provision, there have only been three people in the whole body disfellowshipped from bountiful blessings. You hear what I'm saying? The souls of men and women are important. And you don't kick folk out of the church just because you got the authority. You don't do it just because they say things they shouldn't say. Huh? But when one shows blatant disregard of the Lord, the church, the pastor, the members, everybody, 
you know, and don't treat the house of the Lord as, as though it ain't nothing. The Bible gives you a divine imperative to put those wicked ones out. Hello? And, and one of those was somebody in Detroit and the other two was two here. And even that one, one of those was one that, that when I was out of town last year, was fighting and going on on the church property and threatening folk. And then when I left to go to Detroit the other week, started that same jump. You know, it's, it's a poor so-called man that think that as soon as, as the, the head of the house is away, that he's going to start jumping on women. If he was a man, he'd find him a man to jump on. See, and, and even God himself said there's some kind of junk you can't tolerate in church. I'm trying to tell you something. We've got to be careful how we treat everybody. You know, just because an individual doesn't dress nice and don't have no money to put in church. You may consider them a, a, a decaying little toe, but the Lord said it's part of my body and it's as important as the head. And everybody in here means something to God. But Apostle, you, you, you just don't know, you see. This person not only don't dress nice, they, 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 they carry an offensive. Well, take them home and buy them some good fragrant soap. Clean them up. Tell them I love you and you're a part of the body. All of the body will smell if you don't take care of it. It ain't just the feet. I know a lot of times you get close to focus in the body, you know, and, and they say, and you know, we sanctify folks. We believe in cleaning up. And sometimes they're talking to you, and, and that old tobacco stuff is about to knock you down. And, and they'll say, well, well you know, uh, the folk at where I work, they smoke. But, you know, I don't care how they smoke around you. It'll get in your clothes. But it ain't going to get on your breath. When it get on your breath, you've been messing with it. Lord, I wish I had a back door out of here. <laughs> that was the story in that 37th chapter of Ezekiel, and I'm not going to bother to read it. We always talking about how Ezekiel came upon this valley, compassed roundabout. He looked at it closely and then he went up on the hill and looked at it from a distance. And everywhere he looked, the valley was full of bronze. Hallelujah. Someone said that it was a valley that had been the scene of a battle. Both armies had retreated with such speed 
They didn't even bother to bury their dead. And after the bodies lay there for days, the intense heat of the sun caused even the very skin to be blistered and parched and dried up. And when it decayed, there was nothing left but bones. The buzzards, scavengers of the air, having picked the flesh, caused the bones to be broken and disconnected. When Ezekiel looked down in the valley, he heard a voice of God saying, Son of man, I want to ask you a question. Can these bones live? Ezekiel said, Lord, I don't know. I've never seen anything like this before. But the Lord said, I'll tell you what to do. There is hope for their recovery. But you can't recover them through any of man's means. Organizing them won't work. Hallelujah. But I tell you what, if you want them to come back to life, I tell you what I want you to do, prophesy. Preach to them. And say, oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And I don't care what you say when you see the church falling apart. When you see the saints at odds with each other. There ain't no need in trying to put on a musical to bring the church together. If there's any hope, you're going to have to hear the word of the Lord. David said his word is everything we need. It's a lamp to our feet. It's a light on our path. And when we're hungry, find the word and eat it. And the word becomes the joy and the rejoicing of our heart. Son of man, preach to the bones. And I heard him say, oh, oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And I want to tell you here at Temple of Deliverance today, and those that will view the telecast in other cities. The strength of a church is not wrapping yourself around a personality. For while you are saying, I'm of Paul, and another group saying, I'm of Apollos, another group saying, I'm of Cephas, another one say, I don't hear no man but Christ. Paul said, all of you are carnal. But a spiritual church is not built around me. But a spiritual church will hear the word of the Lord. Oh, dry bones hear the word. And when the bones heard the word, my God, bones start getting together. The toe was up by the skull trying to be the head. But the toe got back in its place and joined itself to the foot. Yeah, glory. And the foot moved over to the ankle. And the ankle moved over to the leg. And the leg caught a 
spoke to the knee and the body was put together from top to bottom. Glory to God. And when the bones got together, when they got in their place, they were standing there, but they were dry. And I heard God tell the prophet, I want you to preach to the wind. Speak to the east wind and tell it to blow west. Speak to the west wind. Tell it to blow east. Speak to the north wind. Tell it to blow south. Speak to the south wind. Tell it to blow north. Yeah, glory. And after a while, there was a shaking in the valley. Whoa! And that's all we need is to hear the word and let the spirit come from the four winds of heaven and blow on our dusty frames and dry bones will live again. Oh! Yeah, glory! your heart let me take this time prophet Isaiah said who hath believed our report and under whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed oh thank you oh thank you Jesus thank you Lord thank you Lord oh my soul magnify you Jesus oh hallelujah Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you. It's not about being what we want to be. I stopped about a verse or two short of where Paul talked about our comely parts are the beautiful part. And he went on to let us know that we give greater concern for the uncomely parts 
In other words, those parts of the body that are not deemed so beautiful and so important, those are the parts that we take greatest care of. You don't have not one piece of clothing on that is as thick as the sole and heel of your shoe. And you don't walk around showing the bottom of your feet. But the bottom of your feet is so important. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you consider yourself to be attractive and beautiful facial lines, but yet that face is exposed to bugs, blistering wind, rain, hello, and yet those parts of your body that you don't want seen are protected. What the Lord is trying to show here is that Ain't no need in trying to expose one part of the body. This part's important and the rest of it's not. The Lord said that each part is joined together and it's a part of the same body and it's all important. God must teach us if we have the kind of love that we ought to have for one another, then there are things we wouldn't do, things we wouldn't say. Love itself would knit us together in an unbroken kind of fellowship. Somebody that's hearing my voice that's in the congregation today, hallelujah. You've been looking for your place. Somebody who's heard people tell you to join the church of your choice, but the church that you chose didn't do anything for you spiritually. But you know where God wants you to be. Why don't you get up and come now? The door of the church is open. If you enter this building as a sinner, the Lord will save you. Whatever sin you committed, he'll forgive you. Of every sin you've committed since you've been born in the world, right now, in one instant, God doesn't hold anything against you, and he dares us to hold anything against you. No matter what you've done, no matter how bad the sin may be, though your sins be as scarlet, he'll make you white as snow. Maybe it's crimson, but he'll wash you until you look like wool. Son of man, son of woman, balcony, main level, wherever, get up and come here now. Backslider that have known the Lord and you're strayed away from him, come on home. The devil doesn't want you to cross that hurdle. But friend of mine, just that one little moment of showing some courage and you won't have to live a life of pretense. You can fix it with Jesus right now. Get up and come. Sinner, he'll save you. Backslider, he'll reclaim you. And you that's seeking a church home, he'll be so happy to take you into his bosom and we'll be happy to welcome you as a member. I know you're here. There are at least 15 of you that the Lord has spoken to. Get on up and come now. Get on up. Get up. Get up. The Lord is speaking to your heart. Come on. Get up. Obey God. Obey him by faith right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
next song is a favorite of mine because I stop and think of why I love Jesus. And the first thing that comes to mind is I love him because he first loved me. I love him because he looked beyond my faults and he sees all of my needs. I love him because in spite of Edward, he still loves me. I love him because he meets every need. And not only the need, but he supplies and gives me my heart's desire. Saints, you know a lot of things we don't even need. We don't even need them, but just because we want them, God gives them to us. Hallelujah. Pray for us as we come with, Lord, I love you.
This is the kind of radio you need. Yes, Jesus is a morning radio. Bold radio for real people. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Brother Bill Tripp this morning, and Lord, I love you. Oh, I love that song right there, my uh, the administrator, my administrator of Jesus in the morning. I mean, Freedom Doors, Freedom Doors Ministry. Uh, she used to mime to that, and so she gave me that song. I fell in love with it, and I kept it for years. I forgot I had it, but with the whole song vault, downloaded now i can see all of the uh, old songs and uh, we thank god this morning for good gospel music hallelujah thank you jesus and so i'm grateful unto him this morning i thank god for bishop patterson and uh, his message this morning and i thank god for his word because truly his word is really a lamp unto our feet and it is a light Unto our path and forever, O oh God, that settled in heaven. Hallelujah. If it's settled in heaven, then we know it is true in and on the earth. But we just got to trust God. That's all. We just got to trust him and know that he is who he said he is. He will do what he said he would do. And so we are the people of God. I heard him talking about uh, people that want to be in the limelight and all of this stuff. And uh, they got to have, you know, uh, be seen and all that kind of thing. That is absolutely nonsense. Because let me tell you something. Don't think more of yourself than you ought. That's the word. That's not Barbara. And what we do, whatever we are doing we're doing it unto the glory of Almighty God. What we're doing is to please Him. Nothing about us, because that won't do us any kind of good. It must be all about God. Somebody said in the song, Try Jesus. He's all right. I done tried Him, and He's all right. Hallelujah. And that's what we need to go with today. Trying Jesus with everything we do. Another songwriter said, whatever we do for Jesus, let it be real. Hallelujah. Let it be real. Let it come from your heart and not from your mind alone. Yeah, don't let it come from your crazy thoughts, but let it come from your heart because that's what God deals with. He deals with the heart. See, because he knows the very intent of it. And even though that will end up in hell, it's because of the intent of their heart. They don't desire to do right before God and man. They don't decide to do right by God or man. Yeah, they choose to do what is evil. Never consider God. They, they never think on him and what he think or what he even may have said. No, they have no thoughts for that. All they have thoughts for is to continue to do what's wrong, what's pleasing and acceptable unto their flesh, not unto Almighty God Jehovah that have all power this morning. Hallelujah. Amen goes right there today. And uh, I am thankful unto him for all he has done for me. Yeah, I am grateful. Heal my body, (laughs) y'all. Gave me a new diet to eat. 
and I'm just thankful unto him. I uh, got a gift from uh, Minister Shonda. It's a great drink. It's got 15 grams of sugar in it, but if I have that, then I don't have nothing else with sugar in it for the rest of the day. And I may not have this drink because of the 15 grams every day. But when I want to treat myself and I haven't had any more sugar of any kind, then I can go in and make myself a refreshing, wonderful, good-tasting drink. All green stuff and banana and fruits are in it, and it is good. It tastes wonderful. And so I thank God for it. Thank God for greens, your cabbage, and, and all of that. I made myself some uh, uh, cauliflower linguine, and uh, I made turkey uh, meat sauce. And so I'll put my turkey meat sauce when I get hungry tomorrow over my linguine of cauliflower. And so I'm thankful for different recipes that I tried and I like. I thank God for the greens. I don't have to put the smoked meat in them and all of that. I can just have myself some greens with bell pepper, celery, onion, garlic, whatever I want to put in there. A little bit of avocado oil, and I'm good to go. And so I thank God for that. And look, I can see I ain't got me two or three pounds off, y'all. Watch yourself, y'all. And uh, the um, clothes fitting better. Yeah, because I like room in my clothes. I don't like tight-fitting stuff. That's just me. And uh, even if it was looking like a, a, a tent or a sheet, I don't care. I just don't want it tight on me. And so I thank God for that. And I've been doing just one or two little exercises, nothing strenuous, but strenuous. But I've been doing a little something to help along with my new eating habit. And so I'm thankful unto the Lord for it. And again, today, y'all look for that uh, Good Living book. Look for the Good Living book. If you need me to send you the, um, if you look on my Facebook page, if you're on Facebook, you can get the book from there. And uh, try what you think about it, and uh, let me know, or let Dr. Living Good know, because he is doing a wonderful job, and he has so many YouTube videos, and he bring them out look like daily. Every time I look at one, there's another one. So I haven't been able to really, really keep up with all of his videos, especially being busy last weekend, but we thank God that they are out there. And those who need to see them can see them, and those who need to use them can use them. It's absolutely free. And see, this is, I, I, I thank God for this man, because this is how I know uh, what he's telling me was the truth. He didn't come out, come out, look at this video, and then uh, it costs you this and that. No, that, 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 I, I don't fool with these other people. But this man come out with a quick two or three minute, if it's that long, video, and he showed you how to get his book for free. You can get his book for free. And what he's saying in his book, I know it to be the truth. I tried it for myself. Yeah. I tried it for me. And when I tell you, it worked wonderful. All the greens you can eat and... Um, 
You know, sometimes I have a different breakfast. You know, sometimes I feel like, well, I, why don't you try a little sausage? But if I try sausage, I get a plant-based or a turkey sausage. Yeah. And I have me some regular eggs. I ain't went to the vegan eggs yet. But I have regular chicken eggs. I have uh, egg and sausage. I'm, and if I want a piece of toast, I can have it. But most times, I don't bother bread. I just have the sausage and the uh, egg. And that's the feeling the egg is protein. I boil, most times I boil my egg. And if I just got to have one scrambled, put a little avocado oil in the skillet and do my egg however I do it and put it in the hot avocado oil. And in a few minutes I have a scrambled egg to go with my sausage. Breakfast is served. And mainly I'm drinking water. Now I drink green tea. I do drink green tea because I love green tea, but mainly I am drinking water because I want to flush as much impurities out during the day as I can. And then when we come back tomorrow, hopefully I have uh, something I want to share with you by a different person. And you may have seen her commercial. You may already have seen her commercial on TV and, um, I listened to her video, and what she was saying in hers was very educational. She talked about candidas and uh, other bad bacterias, and, you know, you, you need a few bad bacterias, but you need more good bacteria in your gut than anything else, because our health problems start from our gut. Yeah, she shared all of this, and um, she, she do have a a pill that you can take that will help with gut health. Yeah, she she do have one. I bought it, and I think the bottle was $49. Now, the Steve Harvey stuff, I had to let that one go because uh, it ran my blood sugar up. So I stopped taking what Steve Harvey had out there. But this lady, I took hers. And listen, I promise you, I, let's say I took it at 10 o'clock. By 10 10, I could feel it moving. Yeah, even in my side. I, I could feel it moving in my stomach, you know. And I say, wow, because it fights bad bacteria, but it leaves enough to keep your gut healthy. It starts with uh, digestion, too. We have to digest that food. If you don't digest your food, it's going to turn into something bad and then add fat. Well, it add the fat and turn keep into something for our health that when we get older, we won't have these problems because I've had a lot of problems, but God delivered me out of them all. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, uh, uh, what they call it, pre-diabetes, hypertension, high blood pressure, uh, too much sugar is not only bad for your eyes and your kidneys, but your bones as well. And I, I, I'm not standing up as much as I used to because of the lower back. But with getting a weight off, you can, I can feel a difference. Not only with getting a weight off, but putting the right foods in my body will cause arthritis to get somewhere and sit down. Yeah. Because I was diagnosed 
years ago, over 20 years ago, with diet, with uh, arthritis in my spine. And you know, the spine controls everything about you. But great is he that lives within me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Prayed and asked for a healing, and that's what he's done. I just got to keep healthy to let the healing remain. A lot of times God has healed us, but we're not doing what it takes to keep the healing that God has done. We go back to doing bad things. I'm raising my right hand because I'm guilty. He healed me of blood sugar, a bad I go right back to eating pound cake. I, I go right back to eating as much ice cream as I felt like with the pound cake. I go right back to baking sweet potato pie. Oh, look at that. Oh, I'm going to bake that apple pie, but I'm going to put my spin on it. See, I done added a couple of two or three extra spoons of sugar. It's not good. Sugar in this day is very addictive. Our foods, we got to be careful because you got preservatives, additives, this kind of spray pesticide, and this, everything we get, we have to wash it thoroughly. I don't know about you, but I wash chicken till I can't wash it no more, look like. But when, the more I wash my chicken, the fresher it tastes. No joke. Because, see, they feed them all kind of stuff. They feed them a chicken, ground-up chicken mixed with something. And I think chickens should eat ground-up corn and stuff like that. It's, you know, vegetables. Not getting a meat on meat. Meat got to eat meat. And that's us. We eat a lot of meat. And, and, and the scripture talks about these vegetables. Yeah. And, and I'm learning today to make the rustic bread so I can eat some bread because I know what's in it. No preservatives, no additives. And then I can put it in a container that will help it to last longer. But I don't need bread lasting a week or two. A couple of days, few days is good for me. And then if the bread lasts longer, I can take it, the homemade, I can take it and make some type of bread pudding out of it. Yeah. And then still add fruits to the bread pudding. No sugar. The fruit is sweet enough to make it sweet enough. Slightly sweet is good enough. I used to be deep into that sweet. Sweet tea so sweet when you hit it, you feel like you want to pass out because it's so sweet. Yeah, but we're getting away from all of that, and we're doing what God would have us to do. Take care of the bodies. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I, I, we wash and clean it. Yeah, we clean that body and spray it up and cologne it up and lotion it up and all kind of stuff, uh, extra stuff for the face and the eyes and all of this. Folks take time to put their face on, you know, give them another face, uh, uh, eyeliner, uh, uh, the pat, pat, poop, poop, whatever they do. But guess what? Inside must be taken care of too. Yeah, like we take care of the outside of that body. You got to take care of that inside. If not, you're not going to make it. I'm here to tell you. You're going to have a lot of issues. But natural foods will cure a lot of deep things that's wrong with us. That may take a few minutes because it took us a few minutes to get to where we are, to get sick. So give natural foods, vegetables, fruits, 
a chance, and we will be all right. Yeah, and I thank God for Nikki. She gave me a lot of perfume this weekend. And one of my favorites. I didn't even know she had it in the box. And so I'm just thankful unto God for such sweet people and uh, giving people. And when you give to me, I wouldn't care if it's a bubble gum. Plant it as a seed unto the Lord. Yeah, so that his work can spread further. And he's going to multiply it back to you. Because your, your, your seed is falling in fertilized ground, good ground. Yeah, I don't know too many people do what I do. Yeah, because everybody has named it an excuse. That's not the Lord. And I, yeah, I know you think it's not the Lord because you don't want to do that. That's not what you want to do. And like Pastor uh, Bishop Patterson said this morning, you want to be in the spotlight and you want to do what's easy. You want to do what won't cause no pain. Yeah. So I'm getting healthier. So when I, I get another person like Sister Jerry uh, or someone else who needs some help, I personally can go over and get my hands dirty. I can go over and work, yeah, and not have to worry about the back. Because when that thing hurts, it hurts. And when you got to sit down off of it, you got to sit down. I don't care if it's on the ground. <laughs> So I'm becoming healthier. God is blessing me more. I don't even um, think of the knees no more. I don't even think of them. Knees? What's wrong with them? God has blessed me. Eat healthy. I'm telling you, your body will naturally heal if we eat healthy. And you'll be surprised at how some of this healthy food tastes. Because, see, that's what I was mainly a, a gluttonous pig for. Is the taste of the food. So with the natural food, I learn how, I'm learning still how to make it so that it tastes better. And I, I enjoy it. I enjoy my mustard greens. Always did love them. So I enjoy them without the cornbread and without the smoked fat meat in it. Yeah, or even turkey. I don't put none of that. I have vegetables on vegetables. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's uh, uh, tell the Lord thank you. We need your help, Lord, to turn our eating habits around. Father, we can't do it without you. We're in a country where food is so free. We can eat what we want, as much as we want, when we want. So, Father, we need you to change our taste buds. We need you to lead and guide us in the right direction and teach us what to do to eat for healing of the body. Father, we want to eat to live and not live to eat. In the name of Jesus, help us today, God. You've given us the perfect plan. Help us to follow vegetables and fruits, nuts and berries. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you the honor. Father, we give you the praise this day for every caller that desire a healthy body. Do it for us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we are your faithful few, and we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. I thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you this morning. Listen, the studio is open. 
If there's anyone who has something they would like to say, please feel free and press that number one and come in. Yeah, we'd love to hear what you have to say this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And listen, if you want to read one morning uh, out of the book of Joshua while we're in Joshua, let me know. And you can read the scripture because we have people uh, who come and they just want to hear the scripture read because for them, it's more fun. Well, I shouldn't use that word, but they get more out of it with having others they are reading with them as they read. I'm reading aloud and they're reading silently in their Bibles. And so they get more out of it that way. And I, I do understand because we all don't learn uh, the same way. Everybody don't learn the same way. Some people can see it and pick up on it just like that. Some people can hear somebody else teach it. They pick up on it just like that. But some people, they have to have someone with them. And it causes them to pay more attention. And if you notice, there are quite a few people in one classroom, not just so everybody can learn at the same time, but sometimes it helps in the learning process. Yeah, understanding. Yeah, and getting the knowledge of what you're studying or what you're reading. And if you put it in the right perspective, it becomes wisdom. You become wise about it. You know when to use it, when not to use it, how much, how less. Yeah. So we thank God this morning, and we're moving on in Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So um, if anyone, again, have something you would like to say, please feel free to press that number one. And come in. So look, we're going to hear little Everett Drake this morning. Amen goes right there. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
like we want to be treated. We shall. We shall stand for something so we won't fall for just anything. Not just for your ears, but also for your spirit. Jesus in the morning radio. And you're with Barbara. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes I just get caught up in the song and I'm supposed to shorten it and I let it continue to go because I'm enjoying it. I have to laugh at myself. Good morning to you, Brother Anthony, and good morning to you, Pastor David. Good morning to you, Sister Dorothy Goodman. Good morning to you, Sister Rita. Good morning to you, Sister Jerry. Good morning to you, Minister Shonda. Good morning to you, Sister Irene. God bless you this morning, and I know when Sion get a chance, she'll be, she'll be along. Good morning to you, Sion. God bless you this morning. And uh, we thank God for all he has done for us. Thank him for his word today, for truly his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It'll show us which way to go if we will allow the Spirit of God to lead and guide us because he's leading and guiding us into all truth, the truthful things, the things that are not harmful. He's keeping us safe. Yeah, because that's what the Word of God does. It keeps us safe if we will allow it to. And so we're thankful unto him this morning. I'm Grateful unto this faithful few. I thank you so much. And I pray that God bless you more and more each day. And even with your heart desires that he would move quickly in the name of Jesus. Because I thank you for coming with me in the morning. It makes things go better. Yeah, some people say things go better with Coke. But I tell you, things go better with brothers and sisters in Christ gathering together. Yeah, he said, oh, how well it is. Yeah, for the brethren, I mean men and women, together, together. Yeah, we come to learn from him. We come to be taught. We come to lift up the name of Jesus in the morning. He said, if he be lifted up, he'll draw all men unto him. I just need somebody to help me lift him up. Hallelujah. And it's all right, all right, all right in Jesus' name. Anyone else, anyone else? Unto him. I found the wolf is at the door. It is bought. And I was so happy to find it. I said, look at that. Because every now and then, I need to hear it too. The wolf is at the door. I think the wolf done got in the house though. Yeah, he done got in there. And uh, I tell you, it's just too much. I don't know where uh, Bro Louis is this morning, and I did not see an email from him. So I am going to have to find out where this dear brother is at and uh, what's going on with him and share it today because uh, I know she's got an eye problem and he had shingles. So I like to, and then he had a fever, uh, some type of infection, and this thing with this clown. So I like to keep up on them. And he could have told me he had an appointment 
uh, for sharing this morning because I think he said she needed to go back over to the Shans Hospital. And so if that be the case, that may be where they are this morning, you know, taking her back over there to make sure uh, the infection come out of her eye. And he said he thought it was one thing, but it was another. And he was giving her this medicine, and the medicine was making the eye worse instead of better because they diagnosed, you know, the wrong medication for her. And uh, he said if he found out it was shingles in her eye. And so we're praying that God will restore her sight back in that eye and just give a 2020 vision, you know, in both eyes. Let us see good, and uh, it will be all right in Jesus' name. We know the enemy come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And again, we thank him for prayer, thank him for being there for us, and thank him for faith that we can believe, ah, yeah, that he is a rewarder. See, of them that diligently seek him. If we diligently seek in him for healing, he's going to do it. Whatever you diligently seek in him for, he's going to reward you. But it all starts with believing. We must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And the reason I say we must believe because without faith, it's impossible. If you don't believe, you're not going to get it. But if we continue to pray, believe in God, not only is he going to hear, but he's going to answer our prayer. Hallelujah. Listen, we are going to pray out in a little bit if no one have anything to say. Now, if you have something to say, we still have time. But this is an oldie but goodie, and uh, it's by Dion. And the name of this one is Trust in the Lord. Y'all know that's not one of my favorite scriptures. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. That's my all-time favorite. And uh, that scripture has brought me for years into the blessings of Almighty God because I trusted him. And I, I didn't know where I was going. And I couldn't lean to my own understanding. I didn't have an understanding. I didn't know how I prayed. So I trust him. He brought me out. And so it taught me over and over and let it go. Just let go and let God. Every time I do it, he stepped in and he take care. A lot of times it's not in the way that I was expecting, but nonetheless, the problem got solved. Hallelujah. So we thank God. So let's listen to Dion this morning. And uh, this is a shorter one. Uh, Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on 
I like gadgets and gadgets. But after they know me about them gadgets and gadgets, <laughs> electronic things. And so I'm taking a, a, some of that stuff. And uh, I have a, a coffee cup warmer that basically I already sold. Uh, my son, A.L., buying that. Uh, you put your coffee cup, your coffee on it in the morning in your office or at work. And while you're working and moving around, instead of your coffee getting cold, it keeps your coffee hot. I have another one that it stirs up whatever hot chocolate, coffee, soup, whatever hot you put in it or whatever mix you put in it. It can be a cold mix. It automatically stirs it up really, really good for you. So all these kind of things somewhat uh, fascinate me. Um, I have uh, cell phone holders so that you don't have to lean your cell phone up against anything or lay it flat while you talk. You sit it on this cute little stand, and you can move around your kitchen. It's, it's like hands-free. Uh, there are several other things. I have the air conditioners. They go around your neck. And you turn them on, and if you're out in the heat, they keep your body cool. Isn't that something? All kind of little gadgets and gadgets and different things. Yeah. All right, see you I'm coming at you right now. I knew she was somewhere around. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? Okay. Can you hear me, Sion? Okay, maybe she... She's at work, and maybe I, I tested by mistake or something. I mean, she texted one uh, by mistake, but uh, we thank God. I knew she was somewhere around here now, yeah, because she going to help me preach in the morning now. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. Thank God for it. I get to see them hopefully this weekend uh, while I'm down in there. I hope y'all can come to the uh, come to the yard sale. And uh, so, uh, Doc, you can take your gift back, but you remember your CD? I bought your CD, and uh, I was supposed to mail it, and it's still in the mail bin. But you come this weekend, I'll be able to give you your gift, and uh, yeah, yeah, y'all just make it. If y'all can just make it, it'll just be too cute for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I thank God, thank God for this faith. You. Thank God for those that come through the archives and the podcast. God bless you this morning, and I thank you so much. And sometimes people tell me, hey, I get home, kick my shoes off, and I go straight to the podcast to hear Jesus in the morning while I'm cooking or whatever I'm doing. And then people used to tell me this a long time ago. And then um, another thing, sometimes they're riding in the car. And they plan that podcast, or they plan the archive show that to hear what went on this morning. I know my my goddaughter Laura, she believes in that podcast, <laughs> and I love it. God, mama, I heard you say this and this and that. Uh huh. And that's to let me know too that you know I was listening, and I got it in the podcast the next day. She, I think she like one day behind, and that's the way they do it. What played uh, today, they'll listen to that tomorrow. But catch Monday show on Monday, yeah, and do it like that. And every day they got a, a show to listen to. 
So I thank God. I got so uh, many things. And I'm packing uh, an overnight bag to take. Because I get there on Friday. And I, I really wanted to attend church down there Sunday. But I have to leave there early Sunday morning and head on to the prison. And so I'm coming a different way. Because Jacksonville will take me 45 minutes to get there. Coming out of uh, Orlando or Kissimmee, I'm not sure. But I think I may be able, uh, and I'm going to talk to Louis, because he'll help me find out. Good morning, Apostle. God bless you this morning. He'll help me navigate my way. Because I may be able to take the turnpike up to Ocala and cut back across down and I'll go into Lake Butler. Yeah. And so either way, it's going to be a short, easy way, the easiest way I can go, yeah, to get back to the prison. And then when I leave the prison on Sunday, then I'll come straight home. Yeah. But I thank God for the invitation to come down to uh, make some money for Jesus in the morning social services. And that is a beautiful thing. That is a be- I'm like, Lord, I thank you. See, in, in, in the words says a man don't work, shouldn't eat. And I believe in ministry, we have to work. In ministry, I like to be out allowing people to know what God can do. Yeah, what not what I can do, but what God can do. He's got all power, and there's no higher power. So we trust him today. We trust him. And listen, I'm going to go and get... Because some people, they like the slower worship song. I like that praise song. <laughs> oh, I like that praise guy. Oh, yeah. I, I love to worship him because he's worthy, more than. But that praise get me hyped and excited. And when I tell you, when I praise God, his blessings come down upon me. Yeah, I remain safe. God keep blessing me over and over again. I keep meeting new people. And God is just good to us. So listen, if no one, I'm going to try Sion again and see. Sion, did you have something you want to say this morning? Okay, I, I think she touched that number one. Oh, she may have touched it so I know that she in the midst. I'm listening. Tuned in, I got my ears up. <laughs> I got my ears open. Yeah. All right, so we're going to pray and go to our last song of the morning. And uh, when we come, I mean, after the song, we won't be coming back. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word today. Thank you for Bishop G.E. Patterson's message that you gave to him for us, even in this hour. He's gone to be with you. But, Father, you left your word. And we thank you today for your word. For everything is going down and a destroyer, but your word, for your word, yet again, is a lamp unto our feet. Father, it's a light unto our path, and forever, O oh God, that word is settled in heaven. And as we depart this morning, we ask that you would sanctify us through that truth, for that word is true. Clean us up, God, through your word, for your word hold true. We thank you this morning for all you've done. Father, we thank you for what you're going to do. Great and mighty things again today for us. 
Father, we want to be yours. We want to walk according to your will. We want to walk in the spirit of you, that we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh. Help us today, Father, to draw nearer unto you in the name of Jesus. Help us today to do what's pleasing and acceptable unto you, Almighty God, Jehovah. Help us to let this mind, God, let it be in us that was also in your son, Christ Jesus, that, Father, we would obey. Give us miracles, God, uncommon miracles. This week, all week long, in the name of Jesus, Lord, if finances is what we need, Father, we ask that you would give us a miracle of finance in the name of Jesus. We need a better place to live, a cheaper place to live. Whatever the case may be, we ask that you would do it for your people in the name of Jesus. Father, bless every household represented here this morning. Bless our family and friends near and far in the name of Jesus, we ask in you. But Father, without you, we can do nothing. And we're leaning and depending on you. We need you this morning. Hallelujah. And great is our need. And God, we are happy to need you. We are happy to lean and depend on you. For there's none like you. We cast in our cares upon you today for you cared for us. All your words, if you be for us, you're more than the world against us. And Father, we believe that you're for us today. Help us to please you. Help us to do what's acceptable in your sight. In the name of Jesus, as we depart this morning, Father, bless our going out and our coming in. Meet the need in our lives today, according to your riches and glory, by your Son, Christ Jesus. Touch and heal the sick this morning. As we depart, God, in the name of Jesus, we ask it all. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another. In the name of Jesus, go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today. The last day in July, July 31st, 2023, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye. I won't be coming back after the song. Have a blessed day, a blessed day.